0: Welcome to Everybody's Bad with Money. I'm AJ Schneider, founder and CEO of Beyond the Green Coaching, where we help people every single day heal their relationship with money. Join me multiple times per week where I bring you inspiring guests, solo episodes, and share tangible money and life tips you need to be your most confident, independent, and empowered self. Welcome back to Everybody's Bad with Money. My guest today is Kimberly Goldson, a Brooklyn-born and raised fashion designer and former finalist of Project Runway. She's also the founder of her namesake fashion line, which has been in business for 10 years that she runs with her sister. The Kimberly Goldson brand is a timeless fashion statement that focuses on culture, creativity, and everyday women. Kimberly has done collabs with Harlem Fashion Row and Mattel Inc., Barbie Style Collection, LeBron James, Nike, Jenny and Jack. Gucci, and Dapper Dan. Currently, you can find her at Saks, Nordstrom's, Intermix, and Shop Up. Kimberly is an inspiration, a generational talent, and one of the coolest people I know. Her realness and authenticity mixed with how accomplished she is makes this episode truly Goldson. Let's dive in. Kimberly. Oh my God. (laughs) I literally seeing your face on Zoom just made my whole life. Oh, I'm so happy to see you again. It's like old times. It's like old times. It's like old old times. times. Uh All right, Kimberly, who are you? What are you? Where are you? I am Kimberly Golson.
1: I am an aunt. I'm a friend. I am an entrepreneur. I'm a fashion designer. I am in charge and on top of my finances, I have.
0: and I'm loving it I'm loving it oh my god oh I love that you started with ant.
1: I know that's my favorite because that's my favorite I always thought we're in that's my favorite job the favorite thing that I am so yeah oh
0: that makes me so happy (laughs) okay so Kimberly let's talk back to a little time ago literally not even a year and a half ago yeah. 2021, like February, 2021, we haven't even met yet. Oh, What's, my- what's your, what's your life look like? What's happening?
1: So we were semi sort of coming out of the pandemic, but you know, things were still crazy. We had a very, um, and when I say we, I mean my business. Uh, so I am um, an entrepreneur. I run a fashion Um, Brand, which is my name, Kimberly Golson, and in 2020, when the world stopped and shut down, we were kind of trying to figure out, okay, what the pivot was going to be as far as it pertained to business. You know, I look at it as twofold because the fact that our business was small. There wasn't really a lot of pivoting to do. Like, you know, we didn't have like this major overhead that we had to worry about. We didn't have all these employees to worry about. So it really didn't impact us that bad. But I was still trying to figure out where was money going to come in? How was I going to pull that off? And um, and so kind of bittersweetly, you know, when all of the like civil unrest happened because of George Floyd's death, people started taking notice and trying to figure out how to support black businesses. And from that support, we were able to land um, some really great accounts for our clothes to go into retail. So we were now, we are now in Saks Fifth Avenue, uh, Nordstrom, Shopop, Intermix. And so in February 2021, when I met you, we were just getting the first um, shipment into Saks Fifth Avenue. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we were just that was our very first account. So when I met you, that was the first account that we had and it was a big deal. Um, my sister and I, we were still in the pandemic. So we had this like major kind of moment at the window at Saks because we couldn't go in. And then when that moment passed, it was like, OK, but. I still have no money. I'm still trying to figure out, you know, how am I going to pay for myself, my lifestyle? Um, You know, one of the things that I supplement my income with doing fashion programs. So when I met you, I believe we were just figuring out how to turn some of the fashion programs that I had virtually. So that's where I was trying to figure out how to sustain myself financially and turn things around mentally because I was spiraling out with worry on figuring out how I was going to sustain.
0: It's so amazing because on the outside, looking in like no one would know, you have incredible accolades and credibility in the fashion world.
1: It's kind of one of those things where especially with the way social media is set up right now. In order to be a success, you have to look like a success. And I've never portrayed anything that I really wasn't. Yeah, we actually sold our stuff in Saks with Avenue. So that's a real moment. That's really what happened. I really live in an apartment that I shoot, you know, posting. I really go on vacation sometimes. But, you know, there's the back end of it. Like, the worry. It was a constant, like that I, that hangs over me like a dark cloud that doesn't get, that doesn't, that's not shown. And for me personally, it's not so much about what it looks like on the outside. It was just that fight that I was having inside that I was completely over. And I knew that there had to be some changes yeah. made.
0: So overwhelm, stress, anxiety. And yeah. do you think that like that comes from even, even going back even farther, like your childhood, what was your relationship like with money kind of? From the word go, so
1: one of the things that I realized, especially with you know, kind of us doing that, the, and I don't want to jump ahead, but just us doing some of the um the work, is that. A lot of what your relationship now is with money stems from your childhood. Just like most of all of your relationships, right? You when you dig, when you do any kind of real work, you go back and you realize that there's an aha moment that's like, oh, this is how it started. It started early. And for me, there was no real education in our household on how to deal with money, how to save, how to be responsible. And I was left to my own devices to hustle, which I still have that same hustle mentality. And in our culture, this was another task that we did in our culture. It was about how you look on the outside. Oh, yeah. That mattered most. Right about you know whether you have money or not it was about your status it, how do you look says whether or not you're worthy and it, you know so for me early on that's what i learned from my environment so that's what i did so i hustled yes i always worked i always figured it out i was always stressed in between trying to figure it out but i always figured out ways to make money but then you know, I spent it or, you know, I just wasn't responsible. And that that was from early on. Well,
0: it's funny because in some ways you were like overly responsible. Like you would pay like four months of rent in advance. Yeah. Like in some ways yeah. you were like very, very, very responsible, but to the deficit of your like present reality.
1: Exactly. And that was another one of the things that, you know, I learned from, you know, my time with you and through the course is that, Why was I doing that? Like, why did I feel the need to have to pay it up four months in advance? A, because I didn't trust myself Mm -hmm. because of the way I grew up. It was like, oh, you have to spend it and be flashy. So I was trying to be responsible and say, well, let me pay it in advance. But then that meant that I didn't trust myself. And that also meant that I had a fear that it wasn't going to come along when I needed it in that moment. Right. Mm. So. Those were some of the things that I learned to
0: reprogram. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you're doing it. You're doing the work. You're showing up. You're crying. You're feeling it. You're All everything. Up. You did the work. What? So what did that look like? Because I kind of want to like dive into that a little bit. And then it's like, okay, because the transformation is just so insane. So we have to kind of tell people like what you were willing to yeah. do to get there.
1: Right. So I really want to like express what my lifestyle consists of, right? Because when I say that I'm an entrepreneur and a hustler and I you know I do all of these things, I'm saying that to say that there's no steady paycheck that comes in every two weeks. There's no health insurance, there's no benefits, there's there's none of that, right? So as an entrepreneur and someone who like you know has multiple streams of Revenue that comes in but is not steady, you know, there is a big fear factor that comes in that says you don't know when you're going to when it's going to come back around when you're going to get it. So for me, I didn't think that I had I didn't think that my lifestyle would even permit me to benefit from your course because I was like well that can only work you can only budget you can only you know project and save and manifest and all of that if you know where it's coming from in 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 order to line it up so for me I felt doomed from from the onset because I felt like there was no hope for what my specific circumstances were mm. And so I have an open mind because I'm telling you, I'm one of the people who loves to do work because I will try anything that will help me benefit and change my life. So that's one thing that I was very open to it. But there was a time when we had the one on one conversation about and we dug into my finances and I was so hurt. I, I cried so hard that day. I was so hurt. I was so embarrassed. I was so disappointed in myself. I was so frustrated with you. I was. <laughs> I oh, like want to yes.
0: cry. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> yeah. I was all of those things. Yes, yeah. I was so frustrated with you. I thank you for admitting it. I'm like I, fe- <laughs> I fear what I sound like in other people's heads. Because They're like, oh, I have yeah. you with my head yelling. I'm like, when did I yell at you? Yeah, you 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 but never I'm firm. I'm, no,
1: I'm you, firm. you're very firm, you're very firm. And it's not until you have to go through it in order to um appreciate it after and realize that you do it for the betterment of your clients. And And it really didn't take me long to figure that out. It took me, we had that session that morning. And I remember as soon as someone, as soon as we started talking about it that evening on the call, remember I couldn't even, I couldn't even speak words. And our other classmates, they were so, they were so lovely. They were just so supportive. And I really appreciated them for that because that gave me the motivation to just take that moment to like kind of feel how sucky it felt. But then the very next day I had to dig in like you told me to go back in, I had to dig back in, and then we were able to have the session the next time. And then it was like light bulb, the aha the light bulb went off, and the aha moment clicked right in. In that, so I, as tough as it was, I appreciated so much.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you know the endurance and the resilience of you to say that sucked, but I'm gonna do something about it. Yeah. Not everybody would. They'd be like, this bitch. <laughs> maybe they're not even mad at me. Maybe they are. But they'd be like, I, I, you know, I'm just going to coast. This isn't my reality. This isn't going to change. I, you know, I'll go figure it out with some, from someone else or something else.
1: Yeah, I was so desperate for a change. I knew that a, a big portion of what was holding me back in my life had to do with my finances. But I it wasn't until hearing about your course that I realized that my relationship with money affected so many other areas of my life. And it was in that moment that I said, okay, you came here to make a change. So do the work, no matter how hard it is. And then you can't give, you can't have any excuse after, after it's done. If you, you know, if you've done, if I do the work, I won't have any excuse to say it didn't work. I love that. It's so
0: true. Like uh, try it. If it doesn't work, then it, then every belief that you have is true. Right.
1: And yeah, you can say you've, you've tried it. Like I would love to try. I can, if I could try almost anything once to see if it will be transformative for my life,
0: I I will. love that. You're all in. You're like all, yeah, yeah I love that yes. so much. You're like down to play the game. You're like, all right, I'll play the game. I'll play it once. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I'll play it twice. <laughs> so, okay. So you, you faced it. You had the aha moment. I think I know what the aha moment was, um, but I'd love to hear what it was for you.
1: Well, there were a few. I think the very first aha moment was when we talked about I think I mentioned it already. But when we talked about um, me paying my rent in advance and then I realizing that it was a trust factor, I mean, not trusting myself. That was definitely one. I think when we dug into the finances and then you showed me how to. I'm going to use the word juggle because juggle still feels like you're like robbing Peter to pay Paul, but it was really more so of like how to be strategic. Yeah, strategize is a better word. How to strategize the money that I have when I get in. Now, I should say that, you know, I don't get a paycheck every two weeks. But then when I do a collab or I do some, you know, my my programs, I get $10,000, $20, 25000 at a clip. Right. Right. So it's not like I'm just, you know, so I have enough that I can hold, figure out how to hold myself over for a few months. And you showed me how we can, how to work that. You know, once I went through and did that forensic
0: analysis. <laughs> <laughs> my, I've, I've never heard anybody <laughs> call that. Forensic analysis. That's it. That's
1: it. (gasps) (laughs) And then I saw like, okay, oh, this makes sense. Okay. So when you get this in, pay this. And then, you know, you can leave it in your account. You can trust yourself. I've opened up several like accounts with buckets. I have a credit union where I save money, which is we'll get to that. Yeah. So for me, that was probably the biggest moment when I realized the way I do, you know, the way my finances are set up and the way I get paid and the way, you know, my income comes in. There is still a way for me to be able to save and distribute and pay and live.
0: That moment though, I think why it has such an impact on me because it like was transformative for me because, you know, sometimes when you're talking, you don't realize what you say Mm -hmm. and you're just, it it comes out. And when I said that, I was like, well, why don't you trust yourself? And then you came on the call and you were like, it's a trust issue with me. And I was like, oh my God, this is not just about getting your finances in order. This is about learning how to trust yourself and that's why it was so transformational for me. Yep. And I literally started this business being like, I didn't love, trust, and respect myself. And therefore, I was attracting men like that. And I was attracting money like that. And then I learned how to do that. But it wasn't until you said it where I was like, oh my God, this is a journey on learning how to trust yourself.
1: Yeah, it was so much deeper. The journey is so much deeper than just the finances. That's what makes it so rewarding because you get the, you get your finances in order. Right. Hallelujah. Yeah. Right. You get your finances in order, but you can get your life in order too. Like I have gotten so much of my life together just by running, going through this course that yeah, it it was, it was a lot of it was about trust. A lot of it was about trust.
0: Okay. So, okay. I'm ready. I'm like, so excited. Okay. So what does your life look like now?
1: So my life now, so after I have taken the course, We've added a few different retailers to, you know, the brand mix. I have completely stopped mixing my personal funding with KG funding. Yay! That was another thing that, well, I did slip one time. That was another thing that was really hard for me was then when we had to also divide the fact that there was some money that were co-mingling between myself and the business and, you know, and, and I took it so personally because KG, the business is my brand and my baby. So, um, so for me, I have a totally different outlook. Like KG is like a whole nother entity to me now. So I'm always, I told my sister, I was like, well, KG can pay for that. I was like, we work hard. You no, know, like, so it's not, KG's still my baby. Don't get me wrong. But I work for KG. So KG needs to pay me accordingly, not the other way around. So I definitely have wow. a mindset. That's probably the biggest change as it pertains there. And also, so when we were talking last year, and I started rearranging the way I set up, the way I paid my bills. I no longer pay four months at a time. I pay one month at a time. But I was also putting money away. I opened up the, the um, credit union savings account, and then I made smaller buckets there. I used the Alliant Credit Union. Amazing. And I opened up smaller buckets there. So I have a rent bucket, I have a travel bucket, and then I have my main savings buckets. And so my main savings started off, I had the two of them going, the rent and the my main savings going, primarily because I was like, oh, I might be ready to purchase a house. So... I started putting the money aside and I lived fabulously last year, not outside of my means. I traveled. I went to, you know, one of the big things that we talked about was me being able to show up for my friends and be there for them. I was able to do that and still save at least I think I saved like thirty thousand dollars last year. Wow. Going into this year.
0: Wow. Were you are you like dying? Well, I'm not. Dying. Are you the opposite? <laughs> I-, I know. I really need to stop doing that. I'm always like, I'm dead. I'm dead. But like, were you like you were
1: living? Were you? I was. I was very proud of myself. I was proud of myself because it was. It, it was so important. It became so important to me to save, but it didn't come at a detriment to living, and I didn't feel. Yeah, there were some sacrifices, I'm sure. Like I relished in being able to tell people, no, I, I, you know, I can't, I have other things that I'm trying to do right uh, now. I relish. Uh, the
0: boundary setting.
1: Yes, right? So the good thing, so then there's a good thing and, and, and a not so good thing about that is because like I said also in the beginning is that since my money isn't as consistent as a paycheck every two weeks, this year, some of my additional programming got cut so, my um, additional income is is chopped, basically chopped. But the good news is that I had the savings. So, I knew that I didn't have to really stress. Right. Now, so I'm going to go back to the fact that I did say there was one time I slipped up, there was something that KG needed, and I loaned KG $10,000. The good thing about that is that I get it back from k g two thousand dollars a month, so I don't have to worry about my rent nice. every month, so again, so I still have money in the bank, and I still know that my bills are covered my you know my rent and you know a few ancillary bills are covered for the month. all of that to say that if I hadn't done the work, that money that backup you know savings emergency fund would not have been there in order for me to be able to be here now. And also, it it also goes back to my faith, which you know we talked about a lot. And so that's where I'm at right now. Right now, I'm in a good place. I'm going on vacation in two weeks, just for four days. See, right? Compromise, right? <laughs> right. I, there's compromise. I'm not, you know, doing two weeks in Bora Bora. I'm just uh-huh. <laughs> for four days to Turks and Caicos. It's part my birthday, part that we're celebrating ten years for KG this year. Wow. Yeah, and I've picked up two. I've gotten two. Um, I did a speaking engagement, and I'm doing another um, kind of influencer thing next week that just came in this week. So that's going to basically pay for uh, the vacation. So, I mean, I think that it all changed when I changed my mindset.
0: It's all mindset. And I think the, the, what you were saying before that's so powerful about I didn't have to stress that those opportunities didn't happen. Yep. And therefore, you're not coming from a desperation place. You're just receiving. Opportunities are falling in your lap. You're trusting that things will keep showing up. Yeah. And you can't do that when you're like, how am I going to pay my rent? How am I going to survive?
1: Yeah. And then, you know, another thing, another down point, kind of what you were talking about earlier is like the outward appearance. It's not so much that it, there's an outward appearance, but I just, because my brand is at a certain place and I am my brand, there are certain things that I just can't do for money. Meaning that I can't take a subpar. In other words, you have to like in in what I do, you have to teach people how to treat you, right? You have to make sure that they know your worth. So I can't take less than what I'm worth right now because I'm desperate because then I'm never going to get what I'm worth because people are going to think they can always pay me less than what I'm worth.
0: I think you have to do that. And I'm so glad you brought that up because... That is the light and that is the power of being empowered and how your ripple effect as a gorgeous, confident, empowered black woman teaching about value in the world yeah. of fashion and standing in your worth and not letting other people take advantage of you. I mean, that is, that is going to change so many other little girl's lives.
1: Yeah, it's it's funny. Be it, well, it's not funny, but it's just that if I had not, if I didn't have, if I didn't know that I would be okay, if I didn't have money to just like hold me over until I know like things, you know, when they start turning around and pick up, I would feel like I had to take and do anything. Like, oh, instead of my normal $2,000 speaker's fee, if you just want to pay me $500 and I'll be like, okay, I'll t-. like, no, because the next person, you know, like, I, so I couldn't do that, but I would not be able to do do that if I had not taken this course, if I had not figured out my worth, if I had not been able to trust myself, if I wouldn't have my nest egg to kind of keep me feeling secure and not, you know, blowing it over the top. So it all comes back to, you know, learning the things that I learned from you. Yeah.
0: Oh my God. I mean, you did all the work. I was just, I just hung out there and, <laughs> and taught you some <laughs> stuff. Oh my God. That is so... Inspiring. And I'm so grateful that that is how you're presenting this to the world because your decisions impact other people and yourself. And we have to represent the world we want to see. We want to see young women showing up more confidently, more empowered, not getting taken advantage of just because they can. And you're, and you're setting that as a president in such, a, such an important space to do it. I mean, there's so much mismanagement of money in the fashion industry. There's so much illusion, smoke and mirrors yes. around equity and inclusivity.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, I, one of the things, my favorite, the, the, the best part about what I do is that I know that my purpose is not fashion in the clothes. That's just my pat- platform in the vehicle, but it is to inspire and transform lives. So whether it's through this vehicle, through, you know, what I do and what I show up with and, you know, when I go out and speak, but it, it's about, I mean, for you, your purpose is the exact same thing because what you do transforms lives. So, um, when we're clear about that as the purpose, you just have to know what your vehicle is and, you know, use it.
0: Oh my goodness. So. Ah, I love it so much. Okay, so I'm going to move segments to Secrets Out. And I have four questions for you. Okay. Uh, the first one's: what is the worst thing you've ever done with money?
1: Oh, probably bought a fur coat. Oh. That's so
0: stupid. I can remember I told you about this culture yep. that we have. In the, the- <laughs> probably bought a fur coat. Oh my God, I can't wait for my mom to listen to this. It's like, oh, you could have all of hers. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's, it was a bad investment for, to spend all of that money. This was, I was 20. Oh my
0: God.
1: It was about, you know, going to the club and everybody, you know, you have to have a fur coat. And then it was also that it's fur. Like, you know, I mean, I, you know, I have no interest in, you know, harming animals. And so it was so irresponsible.
0: That's so funny. I love it. It's such a (laughs) bot. Did you get it engraved inside? No, I did not. Oh, I yeah. Didn't. So I've always joked that, like, my inheritance is my mom's furs, which I literally don't <laughs> want. And it's like, they're inside they say, like, the queen. Ah! Yeah, <laughs> like, she was, like, the boss.
1: Oh, my goodness, that's hilarious. I thought you meant, like, initials, but okay, she went really... Oh, crazy. no, she went.
0: <laughs> she paid for those extra monograms, let me tell you. Um, okay, what's the best thing you've ever done with money?
1: The best thing I've ever done with money is probably lent it to a friend. No, I've given it to a friend who was in need, but this friend had given me so much prior to that. And it was just, so it was one of my girlfriends whose house I was staying at like rent-free. It was living there for months and I was saving up to get a car because she was like still driving me around and back and forth. Like it was, she was doing everything and her car broke down. And I was again, saving money for my car at the time. And she was like, my car is breaking down. And it meant so much to me to be able to have the money and to be able to give it to her so, so that she could get her car fixed. Like it was the 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 best thing about it was that it it showed me that, you know, when people say, you know, um I do it for you because you do it for me, but then you don't know because you've never been in a position. So the fact that it was like a selfless thing for me to do without thinking reminded me like, oh, you do have a heart. Like it you know, it told me that, okay, you you would do for others. you know, I just didn't have it at the time. So it was like one of the things that really, really um still sits with me that you know I was able to do.
0: That says so much about your character like everything about that, that you have such wonderful friends that clearly love you and adore you and would do anything for you and that when you're working towards a goal but you see a friend in need, you're going to go and help out. Yeah, that's beautiful. Oh, I love that story. Okay, this is a great question. What's the least amount of money that's a lot of money to you now? Like if you lost or wasted this amount of money, you'd be really upset.
1: Okay, I think that's what I'm saying. So a thousand dollars is like it sucks, but it'll be okay, yeah, probably probably maybe ten thousand five or ten thousand dollars. I think, um, I used to have such small small visions you know I used to have like I'm the type of person and I still am I mean I still don't go to the casino like I'm not you know I'm the type of person I put three quarters in a slot you know if I don't get anything back I'm done or right you know if I get 30 dollars back I'm cashing in like I'm not reinvesting <laughs> you know in the slot because I don't like to do a whole lot of gambling and lose so um but for me I think like um I, th- I think it's $10,000 because I felt like when I told you I lent the money to KG, I really wasn't sure I was going to see that back. Well, I knew I would get it back, but, you know, I didn't know if it was going to get a return on its investment. And so that that kind of scared me. But I think that's that's the amount. Ten thousand for sure. Five thousand. I'd be like, OK, you know, but I think. Yeah.
0: 10, and what do you think it was like five years ago? A
1: hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Dollars was like make or break. Yeah. A hundred dollars to make a break. Now, I mean, the other day I went to the cafe and and this is not a, I'm just saying like, it it was a hundred dollars back in the
0: day. Okay. Oh, I'm so excited to hear this one. What's a, this is the last one. What's a realistic goal that you've, you're working towards now that would have been unrealistic five years ago?
1: Buying a house. Oh my God. Yeah, buying a house. I just, Never saw how the way my life is set up, my finances, the way it comes in and comes out, how not only would I be able to afford it, but how I would have the courage to step into that because of how unpredictable I feel, you know, my money comes in. So I again, that was fear that said, I would not be able to do that. Like, you know, that's going to be a mortgage. You have to pay every month and then there's insurance. And then there's like, you know, I could give myself a list of reasons why I couldn't do it. But now I just have one reason why I am going to do this because I can, because now I have the tools and the power to do it. So I'm doing it. Now I build back. Uh, I have to build back up, you know, my deposit and, you know, and actually, you know, there are some programs that I really don't, you know, I may not have to put as much down as I thought. Like, you know, I'm getting into the process of figuring out there's a program called NACA, you know, that helps people with first time home buying. So there's a lot of things that I'm learning that still I don't have to let, you know, this situation deter me.
0: Just being, yeah, the courage, like you're saying, the courage to look, the courage to research, the courage to figure it out, That it, that's step one, right? You know, well, maybe it's step three once you have the confidence <laughs> that from doing the um, forensic analysis, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm doing for Halloween. Thank you for all of the marketing <laughs> for Halloween. It's forensic analysis. <laughs>
1: that's what they call it on like... Um... Um, CSI. When you know the finance person goes in to do oh, that's hilarious. The, um, yeah. yeah, when they go do the dig, the the um the deep
0: dive into the finances. That's that's what we do. Yeah, we're 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 detectives. Oh my goodness, Kimberly. Yes. I adore you. I am so proud of you. I, it has been such an honor just to know you, to get to know you, to watch you grow. I, to get to be a small part of like your existence, like I feel really honored. And uh, and where can people find you?
1: Uh, you can find me at KimberlyGolson.com. You can find me on Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, all everything Kimberly Golson. We can also Kimberly. find
0: you at Saks. Nordstrom Intermix
1: up. Yes. Oh my God And you also can find me there And then um, And my personal IG page Is KG from KG So you definitely can find me there That's where I'm a little bit more Of myself
0: Perfect We'll put it all in the show notes You know what I kind of want to end If there's one piece of advice You can give to everybody What would it be?
1: I got to go back to our aha moment. Like, that's what I've been really is what I've been preaching. Like, I've been stealing it from you ever since. And I've just been on this trust yourself kind of, you know, that's my that's my biggest piece of advice, because that's what changed my life. And it's not as easy as to say, oh, just put the money in the bank and trust that you won't touch it. No, you have to do the work. But I think that if you do the work and to trust yourself and not be fearful that you can't that you can't trust yourself. Well, then that kind of doesn't work together. But trust yourself, I think, is and do the work. Do the hard work. To it, It's so beneficial. So beneficial.
0: Kimberly, I'm so grateful that you were on the show. Thank you so much. And happy budgeting. Happy budgeting. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Everybody's Bad With Money. Your support makes a huge difference. And if you haven't already, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review. If you're listening and you're thinking, yes, I'm so ready to get my finances in order. I'm so done living the way that I'm living and I'm ready for a change. I really don't know how to get started, but I'm ready. Fill your relationship with money and become financially free begins July 12th. In 10 weeks, you will learn everything you need to know to budget, get out of debt, build wealth, and change your money mindset to an attractor. You have 24 hour support, live sessions, and a one on one call with a financial freedom coach. Since it is so hands on, spots are limited and you must apply to be enrolled. Learn more at beyondthegreencoaching.com and apply with the link in the show notes. Are you ready to take control over your finances and become the wealthiest person you know? The program is $2,100 or six payments of 400. Apply and sign up before June 29th to receive one month of coaching for free. You heard me right, one free month. Still listening? Head to the link in the show notes to apply and start your financial freedom journey today.